Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. Joining me today from Iceland is Avenda Carlson. Hello, how are you? I am very well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited you're joining me today because we're going to be talking all about how to overcome the fear of failure as songwriters. This is huge and I'm very excited to get into this. But before we do, can you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey with songwriting so far and anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Uh, I've been, I mean, I've been writing songs since I learned how to play an instrument pretty much. Uh, but I've been a professional songwriter for uh, about 20 years. And um, uh, lately, for the past few years, I've mostly worked in theater. Uh, but I also, you know, uh, I'm a singer songwriter, so I also perform live and, and uh, release music under my own name and things. Uh, and I used to release it under an artist's name, which was One Bad Day, but uh, that was a mistake. So I changed it back to my name. Um, and yeah, I'm Icelandic. I uh, live in Iceland and uh, work mostly online because the market here is pretty small. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm an online songwriter and I teach songwriting as well and uh, coach songwriters. And uh, yeah, and, and you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get to work on award-winning musicals where I've written the, uh, the music and performed in them as well. And uh, so, and I've, I've been uh, fortunate to get to travel the world with some of those shows and also to get to travel to singer-songwriter festivals around the world and meet a lot of other songwriters. And uh, so I'm very passionate about a community of songwriters, the community aspect of, uh, you know, songwriters working together, collaborating, helping each other out, that sort of thing. That's a big passion of mine. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's fabulous and so inspiring. And I completely agree. I think when I started songwriting, my favorite part was even from the beginning, meeting other songwriters, whether that be at retreats or just online and at shows. It's just very inspiring to connect with other creatives who are out there trying to do exactly what we're doing. And I think when you have that special community of other writers, when you're supporting each other and lifting each other up, that gives a lot of motivation to keep going. So I completely love that whole community aspect as well. Yeah. And you learn so much by working with others and watching others, uh, how their process differs from yours and, and so on. So I think it's just a, a wonderful thing. Definitely is. So let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about failure. So you found a great quote by Michael Jordan. Would you like to read that? Yes. Um, Michael Jordan said, the key to success is failure. So simple and so true. What does this mean to you? Well, uh, you know, there's another famous quote. I forget who said it, but this is, you should never, you should never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And to me, it's, you know, we're so used to looking at artists that we admire at their peak 
and comparing ourselves to that. But, uh, you know, everybody fails. And if you don't take the risk uh, of failure and you don't, if you're not, and you're not comfortable with that risk, that, you know, yes, I'm going to try this and maybe I'll look like an idiot, but at least I'll learn from the experience. You can't grow if you don't do that. You know, I, I make a lot of comparisons between songwriting and exercise because to me, songwriting is um, you have to do it consistently in order to grow as a songwriter. If you just sit down once a month to write songs, then it's so difficult to get going. You're not in the rhythm. You're not in the habit. Same as with exercise. If you want to do it once a month, you're going to hurt yourself. And, um, you know, uh, when and another exercise analogy related to failure is, you know, when you're building muscles, you're tearing down the muscles and rebuilding them. And with failure, I think it's the same thing. You you fail at something, and that's going to improve your art because you learn from that mistake. And also, you know, like Michael Jordan, again, he said that he, you know, he's missed more shots than anybody because he's taken more shots than anybody. And uh, if you don't take the shot, you'll never make it. And so you, it's so important to me to not be afraid of, of failure and not being afraid of sometimes maybe looking a bit silly because the end result is going to be growth. Exactly. And I think too, like I kind of look at failure as stepping stones because every time you fail, it's another chance to learn and grow. And maybe you make a mistake and then you know next time not to do that. Or maybe something happened that you failed, you tried your best, but it just didn't work out. That's a learning experience. And I think every single time you fail is a chance for you to reflect what happened, see what you can learn from it. Because I feel like every single time you get in situations where you feel like you didn't do your best or you failed, that just makes you more perseverant and resilient to keep going. And I think especially when looking at the music industry, it takes very thick skin to be here. And so I think the more you fail, especially starting out, if you have these situations where you're forced to keep going and forced to reflect on yourself and grow, that's just going to help you in the long run. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's much better to, you know, there's, uh, again, this is probably a quote that I'm, I just can't remember, but you know, it's, uh, it's much better to have tried and failed than not to have tried at all. And if you fail at something, you should be happy that you took a risk rather than feeling down because it didn't work out. Right. Exactly. So where do you think the fear of failure stems from? Well, um, I'm sure there are uh, different reasons, but I think mainly it is, uh, it's, it's a confidence thing. And I think that, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of songwriters and unfortunately I think one of the it's sort of the theme that I see with a lot of songwriters that are struggling with their art and craft. And I'm sure this is true for uh, artists in other um, disciplines as well is a lack of confidence in some way. And part of it is that, especially with songwriting, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people when really we should just be focused on being the best version of ourselves that we can, because, you know, I'm the only version of me that there is. Um, And so I think confidence, it's 
especially like you said with the internet and there's so much noise and there's so much you have to have thick skin and uh it's so much easier to focus on the negative feedback that you get than on the positive and uh you know you need a hundred uh <laughs> words of praise for one to offset every one word of that puts you down and so i think that uh that's a big part of it is that we have an internal uh monologue uh, many of us that sort of says you're you're really not good enough and so mm. when when the time comes to take a chance on something to try something risky we have a tendency to automatically say no i can't do that it's i'm not good enough and uh and i'll look foolish if I try, you know, I mean, we humans are pack animals, right? We want to fit into society. Uh, even when we say, and I went through this uh, phase as probably everyone does at one point or another, where it's like, now I don't want to fit in. I'm a misfit and I'm just going to stay on the out there. And, and blah, blah, blah. When then what you're doing is you're trying to fit in with the other misfits. Right? <laughs> so we all fit in somewhere and and I think when faced with the possibility of doing something to alienate ourselves from that group that we want to fit in with, mm -hmm. it's very scary. Yeah, for sure. And I think you brought up society and that brings up the other point that I feel like a lot of these failures can stem from societal expectations and what people believe to be success. Because I think there are many different forms of success and what it might mean to one person might be different for somebody else. And I think when we have these pressures put on us from outside forces, that can kind of hold us back too, because we might have the mindset of, I'm going to try this and see what happens. But from the outside, like friends and family and other people close to us, if they see us trying and we fail, letting them down and that feeling of not being good enough for others' expectations can also cause you to feel like you're not worthy either. So, Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, something that I've had to really work on with myself just you know sharing my things like the the work that i'm doing the songs the you know i have a podcast uh, as well which you know and and just having the courage to share those things with the people that i know because i i don't i don't mind you know promoting these things to strangers but when it comes to my friends i feel self more self-conscious and i think that comes back to this um lack of confidence in in me that i need to possibly probably work on and uh, it's a form of anxiety mm -hmm, to you know sure. oh my god I, I don't want i don't want these people that i love and respect to judge me i don't care if joe blow thinks i'm <laughs> uh, an idiot that doesn't matter but if you know my my cousins think i'm stupid then that's going to affect me somehow when in reality they're not going to think that. <laughs> and uh, if I do something silly, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, he's at least trying something. That's, you know. So I always tend to think, what's the worst thing that can happen? Really? Yeah. No, so I, I really like taking that thought to its extreme. Like, and this was something that I learned in therapy because I have dealt with anxiety for years. And, and my psychologist said, you know, just take that thought. What's the worst thing that can happen? 
You know, if you're afraid of something, what's the worst thing that can happen? And take it all the way. Like, oh, uh, yes, uh, people will laugh at me. Okay, and so so that means what? What's the worst that can happen from that? Well, I'll feel silly. And so, you know, anytime I take that to the extreme, I always come to the conclusion that I will not die or lose my house. And so I'll probably it's probably fine to take the chance. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes we can trick ourselves into believing even the worst outcome could be way worse than it actually will be. And I think it comes down to, like you said, the anxiety and fear of expectations and lack of confidence. Because when you are in a situation where you're not doing well or something goes bad, everything is like maxed to the extreme and it seems way worse than it actually is. Yeah, and also I think that uh, a lot of... I remind myself very often that people think of me a lot less than I think they think of me. Uh-huh, for sure. Meaning, not not they think less of me, but meaning they don't think about me all that much. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the times we make a mistake or we post something silly somewhere and maybe somebody gets mad about it. But then nobody th- nobody's thinking about that half an hour later yeah. except us. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, so... That's something that's it's it's healthy to remind yourself, I think, that, you know, we are not the center of anyone's universe except our own and maybe our like parents and significant other and children. And that's about it. Right. Other than that, people don't spend a lot of time thinking about us. So it's OK if we and and I am pretty sure that most people think more about us when we're doing well than when we make a mistake. Right. That's a great point. I think you're starting to shift a little bit into ways of dealing with this failure, with recognizing that we're not the sun in everybody's, you know, solar system, um, because like we are ourselves and we're on our own journeys. And though we might think that people are thinking about us all the time and watching what we're doing, you're right. They focus when we're doing well. And that's when we start getting all those messages and, you know, praise and all that. Um, but when you're not doing well, that's not necessarily drawing attention. They might just be thinking, oh, they're not succeeding. But that doesn't really matter because you're on your journey to success and every failure is a stepping stone. Um, but what are some other ways that you have found to help deal with overcoming fear of failure? Well, t- to me, I mean, this is an anxiety. It's uh, a form of, you know, it's almost, uh, you, you know, like phobias are a form of anxiety as well. And the way you deal with, if you're, if you have a phobia, if you have a, a fear, a strong fear of something, and you know, we're talking about fear of failure. Uh, you, I've found that just desensitizing yourself to it is the best way. So throughout the years, I've set myself up for failure on purpose in various not high risk ways, but, you know, just stretched my limits a little bit, stepped way outside my comfort zone. And that way you sort of train yourself to be prepared for failure. So it's really about allowing yourself to fail, but doing it in a strategic way so that, okay, I'm going to try, try doing this and, you know, and, and it's, it's fine if I fail, I'm going to allow myself to fail and that way, if you actually fail at something where it's where the stakes are higher, you'll you'll be better equipped to deal with it. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, and so I and I have. Uh, if you want to get into that now, I have like seven uh, things that I've done and that I recommend people try out. If you want to just get something practical 
to that you can just and so people can grab a paper and pencil and just write these down. Awesome. And now then this is like a uh, this is a playbook for yeah. if you want to get over fear of failure, right? Let's hear it. The first uh, thing that I uh, this was actually probably the first thing that I ever did to you know not consciously but at the time subconsciously uh, train myself to get over the fear of failure was speed writing. And uh, I don't know if you've done a lot of speed writing, but it's a really great way to step out of your comfort zone and you can't really be a perfectionist and uh, you have to kind of stop caring too much about the outcome. And uh, about about almost 20 years ago, I was in a duet and we used to play this bar every weekend. And we set ourselves a challenge of writing a song every Friday and performing it the same night. And invariably, it was awful. It was not. I think we we did we did write one that was pretty good. Uh, and uh, we actually, we whenever we get together to perform now, which is rarely, but uh, when we do, we still perform that song. Uh, but uh, but the rest were horrible. And most of the time, we'd even forget how the song <laughs> what what the song was like. You know, when we were up there playing, we we're like, I have no idea what the melody was or the chords or anything. Um, but that, so that was, that really trained me to, to, uh, you know, desensitize me to failure because we'd get up there, try to sing a song that we sort of half remembered and it was not a good song. Um, but we did it on stage. So I'm not suggesting that everybody do that. (laughs) That's great though, because I was just in Nashville in November and I was there for a songwriting retreat and... For the main days, like for three days, we had to write a song in like two and a half hours and then perform it for the rest of the group that night. And literally not a single performance was perfect. We were forgetting our lyrics, forgetting the chords, but it was so fun. And we all succeeded in our own ways because we wrote songs. They might not have been perfect, but we forced ourselves to get up there and perform because we had to. And I think that was a great experience similar to yours. Like you have to get up there and perform it. You made the choice, whereas, you know, we had to do that. But I think being in a position like that where you set yourself up to perform something you just wrote, you know, that's setting yourself up for the experience. You know, you might fail, you might succeed, but you're getting that experience. Yeah, and 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 the way you're describing it, you know, doing it uh, in a in a setting like that is a much sort of lower risk version of what we did. Right. And I think I think, and that's a great idea for anybody listening. If you can pull that off to get a few friends together, and you know, everybody goes into their own uh, corner or whatever, and and writes a song in a couple hours and then everybody performs for the group you know that's a great exercise to do and really uh you know proves you that you you're able to do it and that you know hey if it doesn't work out it's fine it's uh nobody died it's right exactly still happy (laughs) yeah and that's a great experience too because if you're ever in a position um, like a songwriting situation where you have the opportunity to write a song for a big artist and they give you three hours to do it, then you have experience of writing under pressure and not being trapped in your head. Oh my God, am I going to fail? Oh my God, is this going to be bad? Like if you've trained yourself to do that, then you're going to be focused on the task, not the failure. Yeah. Yeah. That I think is, uh, 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 you know, I think that's actually, that, that was actually, I kind of mixed up two points here, but my second point was to, yeah, to do that, to, uh, to find a way to write a song 
and then you know uh, perform it for someone uh, immediately after. Yeah, is uh, 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 I think that's you know you kind of uh, uh, you know came up with the best way to do that. Um, and uh, my third point then is to and this is actually really hard. Uh, and I've been doing this uh, with my songwriting audience but that is to write in front of other people oh wow never done that <laughs> it's it's very strange and i've i only do it on video and it's still the weirdest thing i've ever done well actually and and i also have written in in the theater uh when i'm writing for songs that and that's where uh this sort of comes from is sometimes they say okay we need a new song in here and so they'll give me the lyrics and i like have an hour to come up with the song uh, or to, with the music to the lyrics. And so I have actually been forced to just do that in front of the group. And it's very um, cringeworthy, but a very good education and kind of uh, in my, in my cases that that sort of has forced me to examine uh, and look at sort of my process and how I work. Mm -hmm. Uh, which in turn has helped me to communicate that to other songwriters, which is great. But so that's a it's a really it's a really hard thing to do and uh, and very awkward. But it is, you know, it, it makes you vulnerable and it really forces you outside of your comfort zone. And that to me is always good. Whenever you can force yourself out of your comfort zone, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that too, also, when you're writing in a situation of pressure like that, in front of other people or in your situation trying to write a song for an hour for theater, I think that really makes you sit back and recognize the tools you have that you can use and recognize like where your strengths are, where you might be lacking, because we as songwriters have so many tools that we can draw upon for things in our songs that aren't working. And I think writing under pressure like that, we have to step away from overanalyzing every single thing and trying to be super innovative all the time and actually think about, okay, these are the tools I have. How am I going to use them most effectively this quickly? Exactly. And, uh, and you know, moving, uh, sort of continuing on from that, uh, my fourth thing is not that's not really setting yourself up for failure so much but it does push outside your comfort zone and that's we've touched on this before is collaborating with others mm -hmm. because it's a whole different experience to write with someone else right and and it teaches you so much because it, it you know normally songwriting is a solitary activity right mm -hmm. uh and you're the you know until you start to actually work with other musicians on the song then it's your canvas your playground you can do anything but when you're working with somebody else you're forced to uh you know make concessions and you need to listen uh that's probably the most important aspect of that is listening to the other person and giving and taking and uh and all of that and i think that uh again it it, it makes you vulnerable and it also puts you into that frame of mind of uh, you know uh, allowing yourself allowing this other person in because the collaboration can't work unless you sort of lower the barriers a little bit. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's kind of the same feeling as when you make yourself vulnerable and open to failure. So that's a very low risk uh, way of, of training that those responses, if you will. 
Yeah, no, I love co-writing. I try to do it as much as possible. And I think what's so great about co-writing is if you're writing with great people who are there for the right reasons, you're all there to create a great song and nobody's judging anybody else. And I think that's a really safe space to lay ideas out on the table and chat over different things. If you have writer's block, maybe somebody else in the room is inspired at that moment. And I think that's a nice way to kind of lift the weight off yourself a little bit because you're not the only one trying to write the song and you're all relying on each other to create a great song. And yeah, no, I love, love co-writing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, and for me, because again, I've my, uh, most of my work, uh, in the past few years has been in the theater where it's, uh, it's all about, you know, uh, collaboration. And, uh, so that to me is, is kind of natural. And, uh, it just, because when you have different skill sets coming together and different experiences, the the sum tends to be greater uh no the whole sentence sorry i messed that up the whole tends to be greater than the sum of its parts um (laughs) and uh and it's it's just such a great learning experience to you know uh uh, to get to to see how somebody else's process is and that's actually another thing about writing in front of other people then you're also sharing your process right and i think that's very uh I'm always, I'm so passionate, like I said, about uh, community and about reaching out. And I just think that, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to get into coaching and teaching other people uh, is because songs are so magical and the more great songs we have, the better this world is going to be. And so anytime that you can share something with other songwriters and share a part of your process and, and inspire other people, you're making this world a better place. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Awesome. What's your next chip? All right. Yeah. So uh, item number five on my list here uh, is to seek out honest reviews and and really pay attention to what they say. Right. Um, and, that's, and by that, I mean, don't go to your social media following or your email list or whatever. Don't go to people who already know you. But go to uh, there are websites where you can uh, pay a little bit and get um, get reviews. There's uh, taxi.com is one of them, and there are others um, where I don't know. You pay ten dollars or something, and you get a, a, a review of your music, uh, or you can enter into a songwriting competition, and then they'll send you feedback. Um, so get somebody, get an impartial person to review your song yeah i'm all for that there's so many different places and i think it's so important because when you make the choice to let somebody else listen to your song that's a whole level of vulnerability and you're also giving yourself a chance you're giving the song a chance and saying okay i wrote this what do you think about it and you're not being afraid of the feedback because you can always go back and revise it rewrite it to make it better and so i think giving yourself that chance and taking that risk to actually ask for feedback is huge and i try to do that as much as possible yeah and i think it's so first of all um when you get that kind of honest feedback usually uh, you'll get, I mean, uh, probably you'll get some negative feedback if they're, you know, if it's constructive criticism, they're probably trying to give you something to improve on. 
and but they'll also point out the positives. And so I think when you when you get that kind of feedback, you're going to uh, if if you really pay attention and you you put yourself in your most sort of impartial mode uh, and try to leave your emotions out of it as much as possible, then uh, you'll you'll get you get a, like a bird's eye view. Okay, so this is what people see as the positives of my work. And you can focus on that. And of course, you know, you'll see where you have uh, room for improvement and you say, okay, so I can, I can fix these, but focus on the positives. Um, and also rejoice in the fact that you opened yourself up, you were vulnerable and you allowed somebody to, you know, you opened yourself up for judgment, which is a huge step. Mm -hmm, and sure. again, one of those things that, that can help you. Completely. What's next? So yeah, next is, uh, Get somebody else to perform your songs. Oh, wow. Great one. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge thing for me when I started working with this great singer I met. She's uh, uh, amazing. She's uh, We've done a lot of work together since. We started working together about 10 years ago. And I was very self-conscious about bringing my songs to her. And I had dozens of songs that I had never worked done anything with. Uh, I write very fast, so I have a lot of songs, like a back catalog of things that I haven't, you know, recorded or published or anything, just sitting there. And so I brought her some of these things. And one of the songs I was like, eh, I don't know, but I wrote it as a duet. So I thought this really, um, uh, you know, we can do a duet. And uh, but I wasn't sure about the song. I was very self-conscious about it. Didn't think it was very good. Um, and I brought it and I played it to her, and she was just absolutely floored. She said, "That's the best song you've ever written." And, uh, and so I saw the song through her eyes and she started singing it and with a lot of passion and, uh, really made me look at that song in, in a completely different light. And so I think that's a great way when you see the way others interpret your songs, you'll see something different in them. You'll see something different in you as an artist and, uh, it's, it's confidence building and it, uh, again, it's, it's a vulnerable as well but in a, in a low risk way. That's fantastic. I never even thought of that. And I think the other layer of that too is like when somebody else is singing one of your songs, you're kind of experiencing it from the listener point of view. There might be things you notice of, oh, I might want to change that. Or there might be a moment in the song that you didn't think was a big special moment until you actually heard somebody else sing it. So you'll notice things about the song that you haven't noticed when you performed it yourself. That's great. I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, that's absolutely been my experience too. You see, oh, I never thought, you know, there's like this, you know, oh, there's a hook there. And I, oh, I never <laughs> thought of performing it like that. That's yeah. amazing. That makes this, <laughs> takes the song to a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. And uh, my uh, final thing is uh, very simple and uh, very low risk, but definitely uh, a great way to push yourself out of the comfort zone is to set yourself a songwriting challenge whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I just think challenges are such a great way to push yourself out of the comfort zone and do things. And I mean, speed writing is uh, a form of that, but uh, you know, like whether I especially enjoy things where you sort of go, okay, I'm going to write uh, a song. Like right now I'm uh, going to be a guest on uh, uh, another show where I'm writing a song and it's going to be played on that show. And I have a week to do it, which is a great challenge. Um, and, uh, or, you know, you could say, okay, I'm going to take 24 hours and I'm going to write 12 songs in 24 hours, uh, or something. Um, 
and uh, and I actually uh, have a like on my website. There's a uh, uh, you can get this ebook with songwriting prompts, uh, and it's a great you know I collected 28 of the my favorite songwriting prompts, and the challenge there is that uh, it's it's one prompt for every day for four weeks, and so I challenge you to write 28 songs in four weeks. Based That's on the nuts. Prompt. That's crazy. Yeah, there's so many different things. Like, I love that as well. Even just doing, like, sensory writing with an object. Like, oh, I'm going to write a song about this place or this thing. And then writing a song about that. Or, you know, somebody mentioned to me not too long ago the whole thing of, like, taking a song and writing an answer song to the other yeah, song, yeah, yeah. which is really cool. There's so many different ways to, like, push yourself. Because I think what this does is it forces you to write songs that you haven't necessarily willingly written. Because we can get locked into writing the same style or the same concept over and over again. But when we set ourselves songwriting challenges, we force ourselves to step out of our comfort zones and write, which in turn gives us more flexibility. And when we're in situations where we have to write something different than what we're usually doing, then we have a better chance of succeeding rather than failing at that. Exactly. And that's why I think doing this, and that's why I, I put this together. And it's, you know, you can, if you, if you go to my website, uh, you can, it, it's a, it's a, like a free ebook. Um, and then it, it has some sort of guidelines to how to make it successful. And uh, I think the great thing about it is if you do this, if, if you're a songwriter, and especially if you're an experienced songwriter and you you've done it for a while, uh, and you do this and you just seriously commit to okay, I'm going to take these prompts and I'm going to write for one every day, um, and it's okay if you don't completely finish the song, but you'll have an outline and or a, a good idea for a song after you know every day, then I guarantee that you're going to grow as a songwriter because there's no way that you're going to sit down every day for a month to write and force yourself out of your comfort zone to, and explore things that you hadn't considered before. And you're not going to be better at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Seven incredible tips. I'm blown away. These have been incredible, incredible suggestions. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Before you go, can you share final tips for anyone listening about why it's so important and how they can overcome their failure and fears of failure? Well, um, I think just being open to or be, making yourself vulnerable is like the theme here. I think uh, anything that you can do where you uh, open yourself up and make yourself vulnerable is a good learning experience. Of course, within reason. And again, I keep saying this, but they should be sort of low risk uh, situations. Um it, it's, uh, again, it's same as with exercise. Uh, it's, you know, when you're exercising, you're, you're getting sort of micro trauma to your body and that's what makes it grow. And it's the same with, uh, with this stuff. You're, you're lowering your barriers, you're lowering your defenses a little bit. And that's going to, again, open you up to these micro, uh, quote unquote trauma events where, you know, you might not, it might not work out or it might, but you're exposing yourself to your fear and that's going to help you grow as an artist and as a person. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, completely. Wow. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom. This has been so inspiring. And I hope all the listeners got something out of this as much as I did. Um, So thank you so much for joining me. Can you share with everyone where they can find you online and your website and anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, You know, on on social media, you'll find my name, uh, Aventur Karlsson. That's hard. I'm sure you'll post that in the description so people can copy paste that. Uh, and, uh, but if you, uh, if you want to check out that, uh, free ebook that I mentioned, and you absolutely should, then go to my website, uh, my songwriting website, which is strongwriting.net. See, that's why I keep mentioning exercise because it's, uh, it's perfect. I love the pun. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's strongwriting.net and there you'll find that ebook. You'll find, uh, my songwriting podcast, which is brand new and uh, uh, all kinds of goodies there. Uh, and if you want to hear some of my music, you can go to my music website, which is at onebadday.is. Fantastic. Thank you so much again for joining me. It was an honor having you. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode all about overcoming your fear of failure. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track.